previously on Not The Voice, The Microphone, the past the mic story. I think part of what makes us us is the unique voice and not just the unique voice, but the unique ethos of it's almost like, yo, we make even black Christian folks uncomfortable. And that's part of the appeal because part of the appeal is nobody signs our checks like that. So we could call out anybody. Right now that works in reverse because sometimes it's like, yo, we we become overtly like isolated, you know, and it was so. So there's like an unhealthy isolation when it comes to like things like and campaign or like a Jude three or like, you know, back then when they had call and response and just gospel. Then there was another side of things, which was like, you know what, fam, we got to kind of be that space where people don't feel like we're we're so close that we couldn't take a different opinion than somebody else. You know, because we need to be seen in this particular area. So is anybody going to take our side? You know, that type of thing. So it's worth it's worth noting, because this kind of plays into that, that throughout this time, there was kind of this conversation of pass the mic in terms of like, what is pass the mic? Like, you know, like, does it need to be its own separate thing, yeah. essentially? Because mm-hmm. it's around... The Facebook group had it like 5,000. Like, yeah, the Facebook group had become something co- totally separate from the podcast, you know what I mean? And then the pot and at the same time, there's also like, there's that even within the, within an organization, there's that, that need for that autonomy of the brain. You know what I mean? And so I guess it was around 2017, I want to say 2018, some, what, it was somewhere around that time where we really kind of solidify what past the mic is as an entity separate from the witness. Although as, I mean, like that's the thing, we can't talk about the history of past the mic without talking about without the, witness. the witness. Right. Did you ever feel like, that Pastor Mike had grown too big or like too different from the witness as in terms of voice. Cause there was a while where it was almost like the witness was where we had been and Pastor Mike was where we were going. Right. Well, to this day, the witness is the evolving voice voices yeah. of the, of what we consider the expansive black Christian tradition tradition again we're not the voice we're the microphone but this is where we're doing the workshopping this is where we're doing the thinking out loud this is where we're responding and reacting Mm. so what it became was it used to be rand slash the witness is kind of the leading brand if you will um that ptm was part of but because ptm is so immediate and yeah. we were responding to current events and it's dynamic in format in terms of a conversation versus writing or something else. Then PTM, as far as content and tone became, it took the foreground yeah. of the witness. Yeah. So in that sense, sure. I never really thought of them as separate, but it's like, which is leading, which is foremost in people's minds in terms yeah. of identity. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's always been like the tension, the tension point, especially when you're a part of both. I didn't realize how leading both or leading leading one and being a part of another is like really difficult. (laughs) Now I see it. I'm like, oh, snap. This is like interesting because we got to the conference. There was energy. The conference felt like the beginning and the end. I 
Hi folks, my name is Jamar Tisby, president of The Witness, a black Christian collective, and I want to invite you to our first national conference. That's right, The Witness is putting on a national conference October 4th and 5th in Chicago. We want you to be there. The theme is joy and justice, continuing the 400-year journey of black joy and justice. Slow and coming out lately, that's because we're just days away from our first national conference, the Joy and Justice Conference, continuing the 400-year journey. We're so glad you're here. And we're also here at the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago, the birthplace of gospel music and we have just enjoyed some amazing music yeah. so far. So, like, this was October 2019. It felt like the beginning of something and the end of something. So <laughs> We didn't know how right that was. Yeah, like, I felt like it was, well, and, and obviously, like, internationally, but it felt like the beginning of we can do a live events. But it felt like, oh, now we really have to consider life without Jamar. Because that's when you had announced the foundation. Mm-hmm. I'm announcing the formation of the Witness Foundation. The goal of the Witness Foundation is to fuel a 21st century reformation. And right after that, it was so interesting and fascinating at that conference at Ebenezer. We have so many incredible moments of people, even, you know, you take uh, Cody Balfour is now mar- married to Danny Coke, you know, stood up and asked that question about what about racism from your own family? Like, mm. you know, as a biracial man, like what mm. about race? It was just like, he was so honest and vulnerable, you know, and um, other people telling their stories. We had New York Times journalists there that didn't do anything with the, like, you know, all this stuff is happening. We're just like, dang. So like, what do we do? Like, and um, it was just so fascinating that, at the same time, the SBC is going through what it's going through, almost like the same week or something along those lines. And I'm like, this feels like the start of something, but also feels like we may have to consider what does this look like to do without Jamar. And I think at that time, you didn't know where you were going in a certain way. And we had added people to the team. Adam was on the team. Ali was on the team. And you were like, what's next for you? And I We actually had a meeting where we kicked you out of the house. You remember that? So I think this was at Joy and Justice. Me? No, no, no. We oh, kicked, kicked Jamar out of the house so that we could have like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was a pretty. <laughs> she was like, okay, fine. <laughs> it was a lot of like. It was yeah. It was very tension filled. Well, that's that's a book. That, so oof, we'll talk yeah, about that, that in heavy, book. Yeah. But yeah, so I feel like there was that. <laughs> moment I wasn't there. Of, I don't know. There was that moment of like, dang, oof. I feel like Jamar might move on from this. And to the foundation, right? Is that what y'all were thinking? Well, yeah, so that's the but thing. Like, yeah. that's, we didn't know how tied the foundation was going to be with everything. And then from there, this is how it connects with the podcast is I didn't know how that was going to affect past the mic. Well, so we were both leaving for the foundation. Yeah. yeah. So it's both of you. So it's, yeah, yeah, like Jamar and Bo. And I ain't like that. Yeah, well, I was trying to figure out what was going on. This was the know? benefit of past them. In, in my head, I was like, well, this is really nice that past the mic exists because this gives kind of this touch point between the foundation, between the organization, where we can kind of come together, touch base, you know, if there's any way we can all help. It kind of keeps that, ex- gives that excuse where we're still coming together by keeping the podcast yeah, alive. Because sure. I think all of us were in that mindset of keeping the podcast alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So then we have 2020 hits. We can already tell there's going to be some changes. Right when we're thinking about having the next year's conference in Nashville at Pastor John Faison's church, 
pandemic hits. COVID. The family of coronaviruses are named coronavirus because corona means crown. And so this refers... Deadly they are. In Houston, more people are dying at home before paramedics can even get to them. This increasing number of these at-home deaths are from the coronavirus. And New York State is the hardest hit by coronavirus with nearly 400,000 cases. The latest surge is concentrated largely in the south and west of the U.S. On Sunday, Mississippi became one of the latest states that declared a major disaster area. by COVID hits, and I'll tell you this, I think COVID was a time where I was like, oh, snap, we're not responding as quick as we should be. That's when I actually thought like, oh, snap, people have caught up. Like not in terms of like caught up in terms of like it's a race, but I'm like, oh, now there's a lot of people who can respond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the one time with George Floyd, we had a ton of people that listened. We titled this George Floyd and an unjust nation on the brink intentionally. And we believe we're on the brink. And because this is a moment, moments require leadership. And specific moments, you know, as we say in in the church space, Kairos moments require leaders, leaders to step up and leaders to speak the things that need to be said. And uh, so we hope that this is a place where you will embrace and accept that. Um, And if you're white and Christian in this space, welcome. But this is a black Christian space. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Uh, because everything that we say and do is going to be coming from a black Christian perspective. We had a ton of people that watched and we had a bunch of people that downloaded the podcast, but it wasn't like it used to be. And that was a moment of actually tremendous encouragement. Like, yeah, we weren't the <laughs> only a, voices anymore. The crew, the crew is far deeper. You know, yeah. you've got all these other podcasts and groups. I'm like, this is great. Because if, if you look at responses to Trayvon Martin and Mike yeah. Brown in particular versus George Floyd, like it was a massive chorus of voices mm-hmm. that were able to respond in 2020 versus just 10 less than 10 years prior. So yeah. it is actually a beautiful thing because now we have more people to pass the mic to, yeah. more perspectives, more to to talk about Absolutely. the diversity of black perspectives and views on these things and to put it in different words and different viewpoints and from different faith traditions and and all of those things. So we considered yeah. that wonderful and it was great that ptm had been there for a long time to see that change in that evolution yeah i mean we had the juneteenth event which was huge a virtual event um george floyd and then i was in my house and i was thinking about all this stuff and i said i was gonna go live on facebook and the only thing i could say like the only way i could i could describe it was black christians don't negotiate your dignity you know, and I ended up doing this whole thing on Facebook. Jamar's like, man, we need to do a podcast on it. Did the podcast. Everything Started a series. Because it seems as though there is this constant negotiation in the American church about how free we are allowed to be. Nobody's going to come out and say, we're not supposed to be free. Nobody's going to come out and say, oh, no, we should keep them bound and we should keep them subjugated and we should keep them oppressed and we should keep them marginalized. No one's going to come out and say that. But what is, what is the conversation? What are they now moving the goalposts to talk about? They're moving the goalposts to talk about how free we are allowed to be. Mm. Isn't this a story of the witness? Yeah, like it was, it was weird. Like it was a weird moment. It was such a balm. It was a balm because everything that was happening that year, especially, but also the cascade of things leading up to 2020, was telling us that we did not have dignity. Yeah. Was trying to communicate to us. We did not matter. 
And when you were able to just encapsulate it in this one short, simple, powerful, punchy sentence, you captured what you did was put a bandage over the heart wound that so many of us had, but couldn't really address because we didn't have the language for it. Mm. Don't negotiate your dignity is also a statement about the ways that we have to navigate white spaces in ways that deplete us. Yeah. And you're saying you don't have to do that. It was it was it was weird because like at that same time, you know, you became a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, no, that just kinda happened. We are here to celebrate the launch of Jamar's new book, The Color of Compromise. And can everybody here in this room just give it up and make some noise so they can hear you? Let them know that you're here. Like you were in that space of I think we were both stepping into, oh, this could be the next 10 years of our lives leading paradigms and conversations on past the mic and then you being this best-selling author speaker you know voice and that's when we kind of got together and and really this is where I think Ali becomes a big part of what we do and like helping us to think through things like we were in this group chat and we started telling the stories of people you know she was helping with the website she was we started telling the stories of people you know that were leaving their churches and um, Jamar has sent this text that says, I know there was a quiet exodus, you know, but sometimes we, we actually need to leave loud. And this was in July, June or July of 2020. And then Ali started a series based upon that in terms of the blog. This. And one of the things that we came away with is how do you respond to such overt, concentrated, strong racism um, that is unashamed to name the name of Christ and unashamed to sign its name? publicly. Okay, hold up. Because the thing is, is like at the witness, we are about decentering whiteness. We're about centering yep. black people. Mm-hmm. Like like we don't have the time and the bandwidth to sit out here and respond to every single racist troll. And there's a lot of them. No. Nah, mm-hmm. we, yes. we what we, we what we are not finna do, what I am not finna do in this is absolve this person of their racism and absolve the Southern Baptist Convention of their commitment to whiteness and absolve people of the perfect storm that they have created. And then it became a thing where we had a couple of people on, uh, a young lady in the South who left her church. Absolutely. The post that I initially made that said, if your pastor cannot march with you or advocate for you, they shouldn't be collecting your tithes and offering are preaching to you. That particular post was shared by Z and then John O, you know, came on the podcast. He was leaving the SBC. Something. And and that's the thing. Once people feel it on the inside, then things change. And so part of why I left the way that I did was because I wanted people to feel it, right? Not in a vindictive way, but as a like goad towards action. Like y'all really got to do something. And it was all these a, things. Yeah, and then, you know, so Leave Loud was kind of like a thing and people were kind of drawn and attracted to the stories. And then the next year, though, 
I, I was like, some conversation, I was like, we didn't really actually tell our stories, though. So I feel like our stories are the ones that we should be telling. I these white people's feelings. And growing up in the context that I grew up in, just as a matter of survival, like, I just learned, like, you can't talk, to, you can't tell white people that they're racist because they'll, they'll get mad and yes. that can and that can and that can end like a, a myriad of different ways and so i say locally, all that to, i, I was all like that man i don't really want to be around these dudes for a long period of time yeah because they start shaping they start talking about things i'm like man what is this it's not practical at all and so again it was just where god called me and if people are still there man dope but i'm just saying my experience i've never been more dismissed and never. i was like jamar you got to tell your story and I remember Jamar, it got real quiet on the phone. He was just like, I think it was mainly because I don't know if you had ever thought about telling it like that. Because I was hesitant to name names and I knew I would have to, 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 to let the story be honest. And I knew I'd have to be transparent in a way uh, about people where the wound was still fresh in some ways, like the like we haven't gotten into it, and that's not really what this is about. But the sense of betrayal, yeah, not the sense, the actual betrayal, yeah. So we've talked a bit, quite a bit about the PCA, bro. Like I was on my way to becoming a an ordained pastor in this denomination. I was connected with every sort of black mover and shaker within the denomination. I was pouring my heart and soul into this, sacrificing time and energy and all of this for so many within those circles to either subtly or overtly turn their backs on me. So I knew it was an important story to tell, but I hadn't yet told it in detail. I'm definitely like, I can't go back to Jackson anymore. I mean, I visit, but it's a place of trauma for me. And there's some opportunities where, you know, me and my family could go back and maybe live and work. But I'm like, mm, that place feels spiritually dark for me. Mm. It would be a place of constant re-traumatization. And so it's like a whole city. But I will say, I feel like telling the story was part of my healing journey. Mm. To tell even our stories of woundedness helps us own our stories. Mm. And not be victims of them. And so that was, that enabled me. And you were so tender and so conscientious in your questions in that interview that it felt safe to open up. And so, um, and again, it's been a truism throughout the history of this podcast that the more vulnerable we are, the more permission others feel to be vulnerable in a freeing way. Yeah. So, yeah, there was some hesitation, but I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I also feel like that was an interesting moment as well because it really summarized what I think we all feel when it comes to stuff like PTM. And, you know, it was, it was very fascinating to see how many people consumed the podcast and then co-opted the podcast. Ah. Like, it was, it was fascinating to see. And, like, there were a couple of people that shared blog posts and response and you know, I felt away because I, you know, I was saying to myself personally, like, how are you going to listen to a few hours of our stories hmm. and then just immediately just write a blog post? You're like, you're not going to sit with that. Like, that's our lives. And you just turned that into like, uh, it was like a talking point. It didn't feel like it was like, a, hey, you need to check this out and we're going to sit with this. And 
I really appreciate the point he made here. It was more like, this is just showing that the white church needs to, it's like, bro, this is our lives. Like, can you sit with that a little bit? Hmm. And it didn't help that right at the same point, you know, Beth Moore leaves the SBC the next day so that becomes like a leave loud story and it kind (laughs) of almost overshadows everything and so you know beth moore's been really supportive of you and the organization she never actually used that language did she no but like she had referenced it she and interacted with it and that's where people made a connection right huh and it was very interesting how that all played out and then all the conversation was about beth moore russell moore other people like that leaving and kind of left out and erased. And then there was that the response movement, stay loud, you know, oh like gosh. and all that. Yeah. And I just felt like it's just this constant refrain of erasure that tends to happen when we when we step out and say certain things. And um, you know, that's part of the game. But I think it kind of led us to really saying we really have to value each other's stories and value what we've done. And so I'm glad we were able to tell that. I didn't know how I was gonna respond, but like I like I was gonna respond, or people were gonna respond, but I'm glad we were able to tell kind of our stories in that in that regard. It's still a big touch point for people. Like people still say, "Leave loud," and it, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it was again another of black people don't negotiate your dignity type moment where yeah. we helped give permission. Not that people needed it, but they needed to see an example of you are not beholden to these white institutions. Or ways of thinking or traditions. And you can tell your story because you own what happened to you. Even the wrong that other people perpetuated against you. Because, man, we've been so beat down. And the story of Rand slash PTM is so much of us as a community, of me as an individual, learning that white doesn't actually automatically mean right. Yeah. And that, as you say black isn't jv that that what we have is valuable in and of itself and we can indeed start our own have our own speak our own and have that be just as good and valuable and valid as what we were exposed to in predominantly white circles so it's just and there's i think that continues to be the relevance of ptm because there are still people at different points on that journey who can encounter us in our conversation and the different voices that we have on here and say oh that is for me and there is freedom on an, on the other side of this Hey everybody, this is Tyler. This is Dr. Jamar Tisby. And we are excited that you're listening to this episode of Pass the Mic, but let me encourage you to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic. And for just $1 an episode, just a dollar? now that's the bare minimum, that's four quarters. But if you want to go higher, okay, 5, you can go 10, higher. 15, right. 20, 25, whatever it is, that will keep this show going and keep the high quality that hopefully you enjoy. So thank you for listening, but you can take it to the next level. Patreon.com slash pass the mic we appreciate you so 
you know, there's so much more we could say. So I'm many just, more touch points. There's like, we barely scratched the surface. Didn't mention MLK 50. As we stand here on the 50th anniversary of MLK's assassination, literally in, in Memphis, blocks away from the Lorraine Motel where he was killed. It's interesting that this occasion is as much about the present as it is about the past. Oh, didn't God. mention the double hackings that we got. Yeah, that our feed literally got corrupted, destroyed, and had to be relaunched. Thank you, Bo. <laughs> didn't mention am I an evangelical? That back the conversation. That even that yes. Because a uh, high view of scripture didn't start with evangelicalism. And I believe that <laughs> <laughs> it's problematic to make that. that didn't mention uh, also huge conversations with people like Brian Stevenson and, and Michael know, B. Jordan. If, if and, they, had, they did so much more with so much less. It implicates me, and it makes me feel like I've got to do more. I've got to say more. I've got to fight harder. And I think the church is in a similar situation. We now have wealth and power and influence and TV stations and resources. Michael B. Jordan, thank you for joining us here on Pastor Mike, brother. Pastor Mike, man, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Man, so we just didn't mention any of that. and um, Didn't mention constantly getting overlooked and underappreciated by national news media. Jones, dude, yes. Consistently. Consistently, actually consistent that's like, a consistent refrain like almost making a point of it but yeah. they, they can't make a point of it because they don't give us enough credit whatever didn't mention red flag i mean i know it's a different podcast yeah, but you know that, the, that origins from that come from chicago uh, uh le- legacy of chicago i want to yeah. say so spoilers the flag came down y'all and i know many of you are likely tuning in right now hoping to hear a big celebration from us but in true red flag fashion, we need to pause and put things into proper context. No matter how happy or how, yeah. but also like you know the um, the podcast network, you know, expanding out and branching out to Once Upon a Time in Wakanda, theology Q and A, yes, coming the roots, you know, exactly coming with Alia footnotes. I mean, we just didn't mention any of that. Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. I'm Tyler. I'm Bo. I'm Aaron. And season two has been amazing so far. We've talked about Kill. Welcome to Theology Q&A, powered by the witness of Black Christian Collective. And I am your host, Pastor Aaron. This has been a long time coming, and I am so excited to begin this journey. This is Allie Henney, and you're listening to Combing the Roots, powered by the witness of Black Christian Collective. Hey folks, welcome to Footnotes. I'm your host, Jamar Tisby, bringing news and views to help you become a more informed civic participant, activist, and believer. Oh, Footnotes, yeah, that's a that's a podcast. People should check that out. That's out there now. The crew, like shout out to Faith and Catherine. And yeah, I, you know, I think the question now is, you know, we've hit 10 years. How much longer can we do this? You know, and I think, you know, what I would say to that is, just in general, I think, you know, we're not ending the podcast. <laughs> you know? This is like a like, setup for like some sort of announcement. Like, got people are like what I can say out. is this is my last episode. <laughs> no. No, 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 I'm kidding. But now I think um, it's the first time. And I told the guys this too. Like it's the first time I could see a future and to see a world without us hmm. doing past the mic. And just in any future. Like I couldn't imagine that like five, six years ago. I couldn't imagine ever letting Pastor Mike go. Um, or I couldn't imagine ever like Pastor Mike sunsetting or anything like that. And this is like the first time I could imagine the first season of life where I could say, ah, oh, there's a there's a timeline in a world where we may not be as necessary as we were. Yeah. And huh. there's a timeline in a in in a world in which we're no longer needed to chime in on these things where people have 
options and in, in a different world and different perspectives and different energies and different approaches, different mediums, all the above to where we're not as necessary as we were before. But that day is not today. I was about to say, at the same time, <laughs> we've got so much exciting stuff. We don't want to like announce announcements. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, you know, in that moment, I think we both had this idea of like, well, maybe, maybe it is time to kind of wind down. And then, you know, we start recording again. It was like, it's actually maybe time to turn up. <laughs> That's what it has been. We've come together, old school, the original OGs, me, Tyler, Bo. We tried to keep it simple for y'all. Um, just deep, rich, fun conversation. And as I reflect on 10 years, I have energy going forward. Yeah. Not turn down, but turn up, like you said. Also, deep, deep, deep gratitude. Because what began in, you know, conference rooms and with one mic and totally different team at one point, you know, has evolved into something that's already had an impact. But none of that happens without you all, our listeners. And no matter what phase you came in, whether this is the first couple of episodes you're listening to or you've been rocking with us since we were ran, we thank you for every single download, every single Mm -hmm. listen, every single, uh, hey, you should check this out to a friend. Um, That's what we need. And if this has been valuable to you, the best way to pay it forward is to let other people know. Yeah, I um, and write us a check. But I think you know, you know the, um, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, but I'm not. We but have I a think um, no, seriously, like it's been incredible. Almost five. I think we're at 500 episodes, Bo. Like close to 500 episodes. Ooh, Did we pass? I think it's closer to 400. Uh, we may have, you know, had a couple of breaks here and there. You know, totally I scheduled like breaks. I felt, I felt like we were celebrating our 500. I think it's closer to 400. Yeah, uh, but we've had several million downloads. Yeah, like oh, so yeah, amazing. Close to 400 episodes. You know, I'm saying we don't have because we got hacked. We lost numbers, so we don't have like official. Downloads, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying it's like six million downloads, you know, seven million downloads. It's somewhere between six and seven. six. Six million is a safe is a safe bet. I feel it's, like six to seven million is right around where we're at. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate due to kind of all the hackings over the year, like what we lost. But just based off of kind of the tracking and everything that we do have, yeah, like six six million is an easy safe bet. Yeah, I think you know that many downloads. I feel like. I'm just so grateful that yeah. people would listen. And for us, like it's for years with just mics and mics and laptops, mics and janky laptops, and you know, bad Wi-Fi and all the. I mean, hang on, you, you these bashing my equipment. You know? no, I mean, it was, <laughs> no, it wasn't y'all. I'm talking about our equipment at, uh-huh. in our remote setting. It was that nothing. Bo has always had great equipment, uh-huh. and um, Bo making us sound amazing, and us figuring out is anybody listening. So. I just want to say to the two of y'all, you know, thank you for letting me go on this journey and for believing in me to ask me to be a part of this. And uh, I feel like I found my voice. I feel like I've learned so much about God, about church, about myself, about life, about, you know, the gospel. Because um, at the end of the day, like we want to make Jesus and justice real for so many people. And so thank you all so much for letting me be a part of this. Jamar Bo. For asking me to be a part of this and welcoming me in. I'm an outsider, you know, came from 
came from the mud, came from the bottom, just a kid from Pensacola, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I just I, I appreciate y'all and um wouldn't want to do this with any two other people. So thank you all so much. Um just honor, honor to y'all for real. Okay, for, likewise. Uh, let's go. And and Bo, you you sacrificed so much. Jamar, you continue to lock in and be a part of this. You've led so much in this in this regard and um have been just a steady force that's consistently kept us going. So Thank you both. I'm just grateful, grateful to be a part and grateful to still have listeners that want to tune in every week. Hey, receive that, man. And I just, I want to echo the thanks to the listeners who've been tuning in all this time. I got to thank you guys. As I've shared before, kind of questioning, what am I doing here? Like, I believe in the mission. You know what I mean? That's never been in question. It's just been a privilege, guys. Hmm. I'm thankful to you both for your friendship, for being able to be part of this work and for your faith and trust in me and for a lot of like late night arguments too like you don't like adult friendships are so hard mm. and you don't maintain adult friendships unless you work through some stuff like there is nobody in your life right now that you have that you're close with that you haven't like wrestled through some things yeah grateful to you both grateful to the listeners for tuning in and uh yeah excited for the future well gentlemen you know what they say there's how many of us on these mics three of us mm-hmm. a strand of three is not easily broken. <laughs> hey i know he's gonna end this out with some deep sage wise advice but yeah thank you all 10 years let's do about 15 more what you think Probably twenty. Got to get to yeah. episode a thousand. Yeah, got I think I think just got to do that now. You know, yeah. pass the dentures. We'll see you soon on the next. Pass, pass the, the mic. mic.